Hello and welcome back to the TwinCast. Oliver and I are here to discuss the original Star Wars trilogy in order to wrap up our whole Star Wars review series. Thank you so much for being here. And what movies, Oliver, will we be discussing today? The core, the original Star Wars movies. So A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and The Return of the Jedi. Yeah, Oliver, why don't you give us... So today we'll be discussing the impact of Star Wars in general, lightsaber battles, the characters, what we love, what we don't like, and just our overall opinions and thoughts on the Star Wars series as a whole, and just kind of talk about the whole impact of Star Wars has had on pop culture. Oliver, why don't you give us a little insight into what do you think the impact of Star Wars has been on film and TV and all other types of media in general? Well, first of all, um, with the Star Wars movies, we have a bunch of quotes and um, pop, pop culture-like things. So, like, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi saying, like, these aren't the droids you're looking for. Um, Luke, I am your father. We got various quotes from these movies that people like to say all the time. And it's really, it's really become something that we can all, like, talk to each other about. And then, you know, we don't understand. Yeah. Star Wars has had a huge impact on society as a whole as most people know and love Star Wars today. And I feel that Star Wars has just also impacted popular culture in so many different ways. Star Wars was a true blockbuster in the essence. Without Star Wars, film would not be in the place it would be. Without Star Wars, you are missing one of the biggest pieces of film history of all time. Star Wars really propelled the future of cinema forward by creating these action-heavy blockbusters that have influenced the 80s, our time, every time period since 1977 has been impacted by Star Wars in one way or another. If Star Wars had not been the success it um, really was, I don't think the block, but the idea of a blockbuster would have um, would have been as impactful as it is right now. And Star Wars also technologically propelled the the kind of every all the kinds of technology for film in a new direction in a really strong way. Oliver, why don't you give us a little insight onto the power of how Star Wars changed society? Well, um, one interesting thing, by the way, about Star Wars is that it kind of it kind of popularized intertwined stories. Mm-hmm. Like without Star Wars, we wouldn't have all these like massive extended universes that we have today. Yes. Um, because in essence, like Star Wars, they really just started putting more like lore into the information and adding more history about the places, the location and everything. So that kind of revolutionized the current um, massive intertwined universes that we have today. Yeah. Yeah. Because it also built out many types of the MCU and all these are based on this universe, right? Star Wars began with an idea, a space Western of poor farm boy goes out an adventure, meets his mentor, meets a rogue knight, and they all kind of converge together in order to fight an evil spirit. The plot is fairly simple, but what they did was they took this great idea of bringing sci-fi into Westerns and sci-fi together and decided to build a whole expanded universe around it, letting the audience know that movies were just not movies. The Star Wars brand is probably the most iconic brand ever created. It's probably the best franchise, even though the films are not all great, but it's probably the best franchise as it had merchandise, action figures, video games, books, podcasts. 
there's so much dedication to the Star Wars fan base that it has changed the way we look at popular culture and the way that kind of people view everything, really. Star Wars has changed it all for society. Yeah. Um, one inter- another interesting thing about, um, you know, how Star Wars was able to stay so timeless mm-hmm. is that essentially it appealed to pretty much everybody. Yes. In the best possible way. Um, like you said, it combined elements of sci-fi and, um, you know, westerns. Yeah. But it also took a lot of different um, elements too, like um, drama and fantasy. So all these different genres creates a mass appeal in which they could add more branches of their idea and then appeal to more people like that. So that's probably one of the largest reasons of why we know everybody likes Star Wars. Yes. Another, yeah. Oliver, you said it correctly. Everyone the mass appeal also works. Star Wars appeals to both adults and children, which really changes our perception of Star Wars as it was one of the first films that wasn't appealing to a certain audience, right? Like in Star Wars, without Star Wars, we Marvel cinema, all these kinds of different franchises that we have today appeal to a wide range of audiences. Star Wars was one of the first films do that where both adults and children can get a lot out of the film and would enjoy it equally as much. My parents love Star Wars so much, just as much as me, and that was a very big difference, right? Because a lot of movies, I, even, I love a lot of older movies, like The Godfather and films like that. Those are applying to a mature audience. Star Wars, kids love it, adults love it, and it, it just it's on the cutting edge of everything for cinema. Yeah, I agree. I don't think there's anybody who doesn't like Star Wars. At least I've never met anybody. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm not, same. I don't know. I've never met anyone who's said a negative word about Star Wars. Well, you know, some of the films, of course. There's some really bad and, ones. Yeah, as a whole. As, as a whole, whole really everyone talks stuff. so highly of Star Wars. Oliver, why don't you give us a little insight onto the cutting-edge special effects that Star Wars created and kind of that whole story? I think the most um, interesting thing about the effects of Star Wars is that it was made in 1977, which was like way before computers. Mm-hmm. So everything that you see, like in the movies, the effects, the lightsabers, they're all somewhat like real. Mm-hmm. Like they would filter out a lot of noise to create like the space scenes. Yes. Um, the lightsabers were, I think they were light that. They were like sticks that mm-hmm. people painted and then filtered onto. So to some degree, everything you see is pretty much practical. Yes. Um, another interesting thing about the effects of Star Wars is that they used a lot of stop motion mm-hmm. to create like the, you know, the beasts and whatnot. Yeah. Star Wars is a very interesting product as it also was one of the first films to impl- introduce like computer, subcomputer generated effects. But what it did was it built out a sci-fi world that didn't look cheesy and kind of lame, right? They, they mixed all these kind of different elements, right? The sword fights, what they did was they taught samurai swords. And what they did is they kind of used um, this kind of electric magnification so it could seem like the lightsabers were actually fighting in real time. We got these space battles using extremely detailed miniatures and what they did was they built sets for the people to for the pilots to seem as if they're flying but what really happened was the miniatures were flying and still holds up every part of star wars it was also that it changed the way we could build movies we couldn't 
for a long, long time throughout history, Star Wars was always, all films before Star Wars were like trying to stay grounded. They couldn't, there was a lot, there was limitations to telling sci-fi stories. Star Wars broke these barriers and built a whole new kind of universe and idea that really changed how we look at how we can make films such as Interstellar today, Ad Astra, all these films that utilize CGI were because of Star Wars, which I think is really impactful. Yeah, without um, Star Wars, we wouldn't get a lot of the modern sci-fi stories that we have today. Yeah. Oliver, let's talk about, let's just break down each of the films. What are your thoughts on each of the films? Just give us a little overview of how you view each film. Well, um, it's, it's a lot different. Like, each of the movies are different from each other. Mm-hmm. Like, we have A New Hope, which is probably the most, like, Western of all of them. Yes. I think what makes A New Hope interesting is that it's the first Star Wars movie. So we don't have all these, like huge installments and extra like lore branches that we have with the other Star Wars stories. In A New Hope, it's just um, the idea of Luke Skywalker joining the Rebellion and going against the Empire. And it's just something kind of magical because they they didn't have that much to go on. So they used um, their storytelling capabilities to create this really mass appealing Western in space. Mm-hmm. Oliver, give us a little insight on Empire Strikes Back and then uh, Return of the Jedi. I think Empire Strikes Back continues the arc of um, Star Wars very well. Yeah. It builds upon the characters, such as um, Luke kind of setting into his fears of becoming a Sith and training to become a Jedi in the meantime. And then we also have the Rebellion who's working against um, the Empire on different planets. Oh, so yeah, one thing I forgot to mention is that all the planets are unique in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt in the new sequel trilogy, we had just a bunch of generic planets. That were like kind one of, of rip-offs of yeah, the new One planets. of them yeah. is the desert, the other one's the sea. But in um, the original trilogy, everything was something new. Like, Hoth was this code world. Yes. This frozen code world. Um, Yoda's planet is this massive swamp land. Mm-hmm. Just everything, everything was unique. And that's another reason we love it. We love the original trilogy because everything was like an adventure. Yeah. Oliver, you hit it on the nose correctly is that each film is a little bit different. And Oliver, I'm going to let you just talk a little bit about Return of the Jedi. What are your thoughts on Return of the Jedi? Well, yeah, um, like we've said about Empire, Return of the Jedi does continue and eventually finish off the entire arc. I think last week we kind of talked about how the prequel trilogy was very connected and weaved together really well. Mm-hmm. But like when you compare that to the original one, it's, it's basically like nothing. Mm-hmm. Because the original trilogy not only like weaves each of the stories in perfectly, but it also continues the themes and characterization. Mm-hmm of all of the characters. Yeah, that, that was so powerful and haunting about the Star Wars film is how each film added a new layer, right? Number, Empire Strikes Back is probably the darkest Star Wars film to date, in my opinion. Maybe Rogue One is darker, but the ideas and all the twists really grounded it and made it like so believable and one of the, most, one of the best movies of all time. 
as each rewatch gets better and better, you pick up on more details, more ideas. And because of this, Star Wars move forward. Like the trajectory of Star Wars went from being this kind of fun action film to these really serious, actually critically acclaimed films franchise that changed the world. And in addition to that, um, what I would also like to say about Star Wars is that the, uh, even though Return of the Jedi is regarded as the weakest of the films, it is still such high quality filmmaking. It has probably some of the most emotional and kind of touching scenes in all of Star Wars as it completely changes the trajectory of Darth Vader's arc and makes the film, creates this redemptive arc for Darth Vader that made the audience sympathize with him. And each of the, and the twist from The Empire Strikes Back feels so earned. And it totally makes sense how Luke's, how Vader was his father. And because of this, the kind of familial bond that is developed really makes the audience fall in love with these films. And I really thought that was a genius move on Lucas's part to give a redemptive, redemptive arc to Darth Vader, rather just to keep him as the number two Sith Lord in the Empire. Oliver, what were your thoughts on the Darth Vader redemptive arc? Well, I believe that um, kind of the reason it works so well is because essentially um, the Star Wars stories were basically about um, Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really more of his story than Luke's. Of course, Luke does develop and become a Jedi, but, mm-hmm. Darth, Vader's, but Darth Vader's redemption is really what's like so powerful. Um, this is kind of built on in the prequel trilogy, but we already talked about that. Yeah. These movies are so well meshed together and every film builds upon the other, even though there are some poor choices made, such as the Ewoks and some of the other side characters that are pretty annoying. But besides that, these films really, really cemented Star Wars into being this classic iconoclast with, I don't think any franchise, even like the MCU can compare to what Star Wars did. There is nothing, the MCU, I feel, feels like regurgitated. Every story is the same. Every formula, so formulaic. But these films really, really change the way we look at, we look at people's stories and the way that film has been created ever since. Yes, um, the original, like you said, the original trilogy essentially doesn't have a formula. Yes. It um, continues the themes, but everything is different. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. what we've been kind of building on. And Oliver, why don't you tell us why that works so well? Why being different but having the same themes made these films timeless? Well, because if you just watch the same like formula, you're going to get bored mm-hmm. and you know, it's not going to be as exciting. But when you have movies like um A New Hope which starts off very hopeful going into yeah. Empire which becomes a little bit darker. Yes. And then you have um Return of the Jedi which is, you know, a lot more hopeful again. Yes. You know, you have a sense of um, novelty mm-hmm. and excitement because you don't know what's going to happen next. But in all these Marvel movies, well, except maybe Infinity War. And you Winter don't, you, Soldier. Yeah. yeah. You kind of do have like a trajectory, mm-hmm. a kind of a basic path. You kind of know where the story is going to go. Yes. But with Star Wars, it can go anywhere. And I think that's the true magic of these movies. Yeah especially the original trilogy, no other trilogy. And there's only one other film that I think really captured subverting the expectations like really well, like 
Last Jedi did that, but it didn't capture what Empire Strikes Back did. You know, no film, I don't think, can have a twist so powerful and so potent throughout it that it will change the course of Star Wars, change the course of a franchise. And that's what I love about Star Wars. Each of these films are so unique and so different, yet they feel so like a part of us. Like, that's what everyone loves about Star Wars, is that they feel like Star Wars is a part of them rather than just like some, some, some movies that we really love. That's the big difference. That's why everyone loves Star Wars. That's why it has a lasting impact on all of us, is that we feel like it's a part of us in some ways. Yeah, yeah um, anything really to add, Oliver? Um, there's something. Oh, yeah. I just kind of, you know, out of all of this. The lightsaber fights, it's kind of a little bit unrelated. They're so smooth. Yeah. But, like, they're, like you said last week, um, they there there's kind of a sense of thrill too mm-hmm. it's not just yes. like a dance but there's also there's some choreography but it's also a little bit unpredictable yes just wanted that, to mention that yeah yeah that, oh yeah that's a great point oliver that leads us into like also like the thoughts that's what's great about also these films is that we feel there's stakes the problems with the new films and the prequels is that they are so like you don't feel any stakes. Like we honestly were not sure what was gonna happen at the end of Empire Strikes Back. Like you, if you hadn't seen that film before, you might have thought that Luke was gonna die. There were such big stakes there. Like you felt the potent power within you. And what I really loved was that in these films, you felt actual terror for the characters. You did not, you were not, you, you did not know if they were going to make it out alive. And I thought that was a really good choice on George Lucas's part to build these films was that he made these films so intense, so nerve wracking in each of the films and people die. You know what I mean? Like in a lot of the new Star Wars movies in the MCU, the characters don't die. They're somehow resurrected. I mean, Alec Guinness dies the best, one of the best characters of all time, Obi-Wan Kenobi, dies in the film. Darth Vader defeats him, which I thought was super powerful. I thought it kept it, and it was just a great moment, really. And then Yoda dying. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say. Like, there's actual emotion in these films. The other ones felt like, I don't know, Disney brought, like, um, I don't don't know a good analogy, but Oliver, you tell me. Yeah, there's on, on the real stakes of Star the real stakes that Star Wars has. Yeah, like um kind of what we've been saying, they do f- these movies do feel really they feel like they feel really real too. Mm-hmm. Like it's something that could happen in a more fantastical universe. Mm-hmm. There's no like it's I don't know how to say this, but in like in current Marvel movies you're like, huh, okay, like sure. But you don't really feel like this is something that could ever happen because mm-hmm. everything just kind of works. Yes. In like the way that the characters want it to. But in Star Wars, like anything could happen. Mm-hmm. At any like, time. Yeah, at any time. Like you've been saying, um, it feels like it's a part of us. It really f- feels like it's a part of life. Yes. Because we don't know what's going to happen in our lives too. And mm-hmm. since we don't really know what's going to happen in these movies, it really just resonates with us. Yeah. Yeah, that's what also differs these films on the MCU greatly is that I don't really care anymore. Like, after I watch one of them, I just don't care. These films, you really feel 
like some kind of, I don't know, connection with them, which I really love. Oliver, any final thoughts before we give our final grades on each of these films? Um, no, not really, actually. Not really. Yeah, same here. So, Oliver, what would you give A New Hope? Mm. I mean, now I know what I'm yeah. going to give it. Ten. I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back is a 10 out of 10. Agreed. What about you? 10 out of 10 as well? Yeah. What would you give Return of the Jedi? That's the weakest of the trilogy by far. I mean, I'd still give it a 10 because it's a really powerful It's It's the most powerful Star Wars movie ever put to screen. Yes. Like, people don't like the Ewoks, right? Yeah. But just the power and emotion and how it perfectly just finishes off that story arc. It just makes me ignore, like, all the criticisms. Sometimes, you know, you can just lay back and accept that with, you know, the flaws of a movie, it's still pretty good. Yeah, that's what I would also agree. I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. It's the most flawed, but also has the most emotion, I felt. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Twin Cast. We'll see you next week.